Hello and welcome to episode 1 of Elite Banter, the alternative rugby commentary. I'm your host Adam, based in Johannesburg, and I'm joined by our George correspondent Matt for our first episode. How's it going? Western Province winning. Life has been good. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Even though a bit of a cusp fan, you know, between Western Province and Eastern Cape, still super excited for the win. As, it, as someone said on Twitter, you have no water, but you have a Curry Cup title. So that must be very no, satisfying. No, definitely. <laughs> all right, just a quick introduction about uh, what Elite Banter is all about. Our name comes from a Facebook group Matt and I are members of, uh, where I'd argue some of, some of the most intelligent and humorous discussions of rugby can be found on the web. It's a, a good contrasting group. We've got Kiwis, South Africans, Aussies, Irish people, and a whole bunch. It's good stuff. Uh, Matt and I are both big fans of rugby and podcasting, so we decided to do our own. With that being said, uh, let's get straight into it. And we're going to start off with the Curry Cup final. So, uh, Matt, what were your thoughts on Vipio uh, Lakading taking home their 30-odd title? It's been... Four years, three, four years consecutive. How many years have we been consecutively in the final now? I forget. Yeah, so many. But yeah, th- this one's definitely been worth it. I mean, the guys played a good game. I know you didn't watch it, eh? You've, have you managed to watch the highlights? Uh, yeah, and the, the highlights haven't come out, but I followed the, the text uh, commentary with interest. I was at a one-year-old birthday party. This is this is the way things go. But um, no from what I can tell, and also looking at the stats from uh, our good friends at All Out Rugby... Uh, Western Province had the better of it. Obviously, they won 33-21, but four tries to two, miscon- let's see, misconversions two to one. Uh, main thing is possession, 61%, territory, 62%. The goal kicking was better. Uh, even on the attacking stats, you can see that total carries 121 for Province versus Sharks, 77 b- meters, 675 versus 401. More line breaks, more tackle breaks, better passes overall. All the stats are in their favor. And from what I have been seeing, Robert Dupreer had a very, very good game, shaming his father's own team. I think the Dupreer household has had a pretty rough time. Jean-Luc getting injured in the first half is also a big loss for them. So but overall, it seems like Province were the worthy winners. Uh, I know I know you weren't exactly happy with Jakub Paper's performance in the first half, but you know he's, uh, the, the right result happened for you at the end of the day. Definitely a game of two halves, I'd, li- I'd like to point mm. out. I mean... Sharks definitely walked away with the first half win and I mean this is the only reason Province have all the stats in their favour is because well they retained the ball constantly I mean mm. yeah 60 I think it was 69% at one point I, I see it did drop down mm. but yeah I mean okay I know I griped about paper but in in the end it was that it was uh, Dan Dupree's try he should have gone upstairs but mm. you know what in the end it was inconsequential so I'm not even going to harp on that point at all and I'm hearing I'm hearing like the chinky of Glass, glass and ice, and whiskey <laughs> in the background. Having a celebratory drink, I, I, I've had oh, some tea. No, no. I, I was just watching from a distance. I would have watched if I could have. And uh, no, no, no. Look, so when I say two uh, game of two halves, I mean yeah. Province scrambling in the first half. You know, trying their best to just retain the ball, playing running, ra- attacking rugby. Mm-hmm. Got the momentum j- just before halftime with that try, and then came into the second half playing purely a tactical kicking game. Just outclassed Sharks on that that regard, even. Yeah, and Sharks, they're missing tackles as well. I think fatigue started <sighs> the kicking in the last last 20 minutes. I know that the offloading game from both sides was good, but Province were just better. Dylan Lades, who I must admit at the beginning of the season, I thought that I couldn't tackle. He was all flair. He's really impressed me over the course of the season. Glad he got a try as well. And just looking at some further stats. Most tackles, that was from Jacques Tumulin. He is a bit of a workhorse. But Damien Willemsen yeah, had the most, most carries. 
playing at fullback. Tackle breaks, also Willemse. We'll get on to him when we talk about the end of your tour. And most kicks in hand, our good friend Robert Dupree, who had a fantastic game. So he, he might even put his hand up overall. Even Nazim Carr. Nazim Carr. I know Nazim. He, I, yeah. yeah what, what are your thoughts on him? He had an awful <sighs> Super Rugby, but Curry Cup seems to be his level. Curry Cup, uh, I don't know, like, Nazim Kha of 2014, 2015, we're never going to see again, no, I don't think. But, no. but I mean, nah, Curry Cup, he is a monster at that level. I mean, he was all over the park tonight, which I appreciate. I mean, he almost even scored a try. I don't know if it reflects in the stats, but he was he had, had a held-up try, I think, just before the first half, about middle of the first mm. half. Mm-hmm of the loose he's definitely one of the better players yeah and uh, something that I know I'd remarked right before the game and as I was reading the text commentary uh, it came out that at scrum time the the province front row eight the living daylights uh, the Sharks oh, must, you, uh, being, being a former prop uh, yourself you must have had a wonderful uh, time watching that happen uh, some of those scrums were monstrous and vulgar it was almost like watching smut <laughs> I felt bad watching I felt bad that my mother was in the room with me I, thought, I couldn't be watching this level of scrimmage I uh, mean I really, from the... that really turns you on hey just just watching uh, the likes of Vilko Lowe making Thomas the Toy's life a living hell that, that gets uh, you hot and happy <laughs> Vilko Lowe is like a piece of farm equipment the man just push can push move mountains I'm sure if we if we ask him to come end of your tour yeah, well, hey, look, JC from Rendsburg, look, I, I always feel a bit better when I mention his name as he left the Lions uh, during during the relegation year. I don't want to get, get into that. It's a bit of an emotional subject. But also, Bongo Banambi, this is what happens when you give the guy more than four minutes off the bench. He, he's, he's a quality hooker. He's a, he's a quality player. I do feel uh, it's a time bomb waiting for the Springboks that Marcus get injured. No one knows how to take up. But I think he's probably definitely South Africa's second best hooker. And that front row was simply fantastic. So, uh, but overall... From the Lucy side, I know there's a lot of talk from the Sharks fans saying, ooh, I mean, you got the Dupier twins versus Carvisa and Notche, but it appears that Province got parity or, or even better from the back row, and their forwards at the rest, including especially their props. They just uh, milked penalties for days. I mean, our Lucy's did so well today only because, I mean, the tight five were mm. that dominant, Even not even just in the scrums, loose play even. The Lucy's were left to do their own job. They weren't defending. They weren't having to have to do what they needed to do. Mm. The tight five were doing their job superbly, so the Lucys could just focus on being at the rucks, being at the breakdowns, getting over the game line, stealing the ball, just what they needed to do. Province, nine times out of ten, Province are going to deserve to win the final against Sharks. <laughs> but that's, I think, purely down to my personal bias in this regard. Yeah, uh, no, that, that's fair. That's fair, and I mean that they deservedly won the game and they deservedly won the final. Unfortunately for Sharks, uh, another choke, They're not another title. I know just looking at the Twitter sphere and the fans, people are a little bit upset uh, with Robert Dupree saying that he just can't push the mustard. But um, I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure what's going on with the Sharks. Really, they've got a lot of talent. Kerwin Bosch, I know defensively, didn't have the best of games. Unfortunately, slipping off tackles and whatnot. But the guy's got some ticker. He just needs to work on his defense. I know Craig Ray. Um, journalist, he tweeted that he's a fine player, but defensive frailties need ironing out before playing tests again. If you look at what, I mean, even Mallet said the exact same thing about mm. Bosch. I mean, if he wants to go on to be a test player, that someone needs to take him aside sort of half an hour every practice and just, you know, run through a few tackle drills with the poor kid. Because he's definitely got the potential, but yeah, defensively, he's a bit weak. And it, I mean, looking wider now, looking at the box, yeah. we need we need tens and. Bosch is definitely one of the guys that can put their hands up at this point in time and say, look, I can be a 10, but he needs to put in a bit of work first. Uh, well, you mentioned this. Let's actually move on to the box. 
Now, they will be announcing their squad. I know when this, this goes out, this is likely to be distributed after the squad's announced by Tutti at 1 o'clock on Sunday. I, I'm kind of a fan of them announcing it straight after the game. You know, just a bit of the... Like the players in the change room, they're here in the box squad. It means they can go mental, have a few beers, that sort of thing. I think it's a little bit, a little bit harsh, you know, doing it on a Sunday, hoping people behave, you know. I, th- I honestly think that John Luke's ankle did a bit of something to the to delay this announcement. Uh, that's a fair point. How bad, I mean, how bad was the injury? That's. Look, as someone who's done something like that too, they say it's ligament, and I, they say three to four weeks. I think that's maybe a bit of an understatement. I mean, they haven't had proper scans or anything, but yeah, and, and an ankle like that, I mean, looking at it in slow-mo, the poor guy's ankle, it extended badly. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect, I don't expect him to take part uh, on tour. I mean, they took him off immediately. If there's any way he could have carried on, he would have. And I think, I mean, he's a future hot property of South African rugby. He's already starting to show his potential for the Springboks. So it would be a real pity if he doesn't make the tour. It does, does maybe mean... Daniel Dupre, the twin, might also take his place. Uh, so, we'll see what happens tomorrow with the squad announcement. But in terms of our 33-man squads, let me, let me run through who, who I might have uh, going along with the squads. And then, and then you can tell me if I'm talking rubbish here. Props, we've got Beast, Nikani, Vulcolo, has to go. He absolutely has to go. I know he's been on the fringes of the squad. The ginger red machine, girl Steven, Mr. Kitsoff. And, and then the question is, uh, Thomas Dutoy, I know he's great around the park, but he got eaten alive at the scrums and going to the Northern Hemisphere. I'm not so confident about that. But then who are other options? Uh, Ruan Drea struggled during the rugby championships. And you've got a guy like Oxenche. Wouldn't mind him being around. He's definitely a future option. Uh, and, and playing in the Pro 14, he'll get some experience scrumming north and JC Janssen van Rensburg. As other options, anybody else that springs up for you at prop? Look, end of year two is for making a bit of a wild call in that so yeah. I'd, I'd almost half back Ox being in the squad as well just you know blood, blood these guys get them to play some games up, up up north I mean maybe they get back the the win that we lost against Italy not too long ago oh, I don't know why I don't know why you have to mention that but but I, I think we, we could definitely say that Beast and Yukani gets off and low will definitely go. Dre will probably go, as much as we don't yeah, want that to happen. Sadly, I think that Dre is going to go. Yeah, even as a Lions fan, the guy he got found out by an Australian scrum of all things. I know the Kiwis has a separate separate issue, uh, and against the Argentinians, but by an Australian scrum that says issues, he'll probably go. Let's look at the hookers: Marks and Banani, Rolapele. They kind of stack themselves. Uh, if, if you could replace Rolapele with anybody, I don't know, like Franco Franco Marie. It's solid, very workmanlike. Had a very good Super Rugby season. Probably Chili Boy. He'll end up going for the experience. You know, Titi loves a bit of experience. Yeah, Titi loves a bit of experience. And Chili's got a central... Isn't he got a contract? Yeah, I think he's got a central contract. And how do, well. I'm fuzzy on how those work, but I think he's kind of got, got to go. All the, all the centrally contracted box. Um, I know that the majority of them, they got pulled out and they did that, that camp. Titi says it went very well. I wouldn't expect him to say yeah. anything different. Locks, I mean, they select themselves. Eben, Franco, Bluett. I got PSDT. I must put uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome there. Just... <laughs> yeah, a Peter Steph, he'll go. But heck, you can maybe even say he's a six and a half, to quote the guys in the Egg Chasers podcast. Yeah. So they select themselves. I don't think there's any, any argument there, really. Yeah, no. I think, yeah, Lux is pretty much we set in our ways for now. I mean, Peter Steph, Totoy, put him there as that utility. For, I hate to use him as a utility no, forward, but he, he covers that well. I mean... When we short on the flank, he's there. Mm. But yeah, 
Fair yeah, enough. definitely. Uh, and now I think the, the most contentious, <laughs> at least this voice is always contentious. So, I mean, Sia, he would definitely be in there. Dan Dupre will likely be in there, given he was on the on the edges of the squad. Francois Lowe, I know you decided to try to gouge someone's eye out while playing for Bath a few weeks ago, but he'll be fine by the time the tour starts. And then the question is, who who else do you bring along? I guess uh, Uzzah Kasim, he, he will be included. Probably um, our friends Opa, there's a good chance he'll be included. I'm just going to make a shout-out. I'm going to make a shout-out for my boy Kyle Brink from the Lions. He's, at a, he's an excellent... Curry Cup season. I don't. I, he probably won't get picked, but I would really love it. The guy's got some real potential. Um, I know Warren White. I think he's actually not going to make the tour. Anyway, I think Urban's been named captain. I think Creel. He's not going to make it either. So it's actually quite an, inexper- an experienced back row. But given what we saw against the All Blacks in our final game, you said we might see Peter Steffi toy drifting there. Anybody else? And don't you dare mention the Zim car. I'm sorry. Like I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not gonna... But I, I am going to go with another guilty pleasure that I think should be in the loose, should be in the loosest yeah. conversation. Chris Clutie. Oof, no, the Oaks are penalty machine. You can't... Yeah. No, but he's a Jack Russell. He's a terrier around the breakdown. Uh, in, in the modern game, a guy like him gives away so many penalties and uh, against international opposition up north. Uh, Look, I have a soft spot for him too. Don't get me wrong. I, I also love Chris like Clutie. Like it's an emotional bias thing that I just want someone from the eastern province there. But hey... Look, we'll do quickly, quickly jump ahead to. We'll go to the back row. We'll start from the back row instead of moving from the forwards. Mpipi? Yeah, Mpipi is at least in the conversation. There. Yeah, shame. I, just, I kind of worry about the cheaters. They're getting all their players stripped. They're going to be playing Pro 14, and then the box are going to maybe they'll say, hey, this going to be the pub, you know, when they're playing a path through town, going through the Northern Hemisphere. I mean, they're, they're playing Zebra, I think, as we speak at the moment. Uh, I know the Kings, unfortunately, they, they face Glasgow and got absolutely pumped. Oh, never mind. Oh, there you go. No, the, the result it was Cheetahs 24, Zebra 23. So at least they, they've laid down a marker for okay. for the box to, to hopefully not lose again against Italy. The uh, At the back, uh, at the outside backs, you've got Squassan, Lades. They'll probably start. Squassan, I feel like he's had a bit of a a bit of an unlucky international season. Just didn't get a lot of quality balls, especially when it's 13, a.k.a. JC Creel. I'm looking at you. Never passes in the ball into space. Then PP could see even as a Lions fan, Kutsia has not had the best of seasons. Warren Gallant from the Bulls, he's been absolutely fantastic. I know they've, they've barely squeaked into the semis, but he should be definitely be in a shard bar, what John Mitchell says about the box ruining players. Uh, good old John, a bull John. You know, he, he calls it like he sees it, doesn't he? Yeah, no, no. John's, John's definitely a bit of a straight shooter. But yeah, Gallant, I think, should be definitely starting 15 at this point. Mm. I mean, it's end of the year tour. Have a bit of fun. And Gallant's been le- sort of leading that Bulls backline from the back there, mm. and he's been a f- in in a in a kind of a sad Bulls season. He's been one of the, their bright spots. Yeah, I think calling it a sad Bulls season is uh, an understatement. Uh, so that they'll probably do it for the back for for the outside backs. Two Oaks that uh, I wouldn't mind getting involved out there. They may be going along as apprentices on tours. The Damien Vidimsa from the from Province, and then even Bosch. They can teach him to tackle. Um, as well. Yeah, no. Take yeah, no. Definitely take the. T- Look, yeah, it's end of year to take the young guys with as well. Put them in. Give them their four minutes. That Tutti loves giving his subs four minutes. That's it. You come, you travel all the way to Europe. They're going to be five games. You'll see maybe grass for three minutes. But hey, let, take take those two guys with. Yeah, well, uh, uh, to learn. Definitely on to play. Uh, moving on to the centres, uh, Jan Serpentine, uh, unfortunately, Jesse Creel will go with him. Jesse, 
I mean, he physically looks great at 13, but he runs sideways. His distribution isn't isn't great. And of all people, Damon De Allender looks like he can pass. De Allender's the shadow of 2015, but he, even he looks like he's a better distributor um, than, than Jesse Creel. So I think those three would be included. Then Luzuko Am, you, you'd hope he, he, he gets in there. And then there's maybe a shootout between Rene Anza van Rensburg, who <laughs> I don't know if he'll get picked or not, or Francois Fenter from the Cheetahs. Is there anybody else that sticks out for you? No one sticks out, but I'm worried about Am. I mean, Am's an excellent center mm. when the team's got momentum, but when the team's slightly on the back foot, Am's two steps back. I mean, so, I mean, even tonight, watching him tonight, the second the Sharks were on the back foot, Arm was a liability in that back line as well. Do you think uh, power factor that that should be that should be that, that should be a factor getting into the box squad? You need a few nice guys there, you know, like good tourists as a as a say for the Lions. Who, who do you think is probably the nicest though? Probably Trevor. I don't Trevor Yankani. He's he always seems very friendly. Getting involved with the Instagram. Uh, look, I mean, you've got to you've got to check who's got the best Twitter accounts. And Trevor Trevor's definitely on there. Um, yeah, you're gonna hate me for saying mm. this, but Damien's definitely got a good a good guy, a good lad. I mean. Top form hashtag game. But he's got like the schlick here, the the stubble. That's a potent combo. Going to Europe will help help deflect the rain and the crappy weather. Gotta have the stubble as well. So when he's when he's tackling, he goes in head first, you know, for those grass cutters. He's got some traction at least on the guy's leg yeah, when his face goes past. But I mean, what I don't understand is he's barely played any rugby this year, right? And then the Springboks say no, come 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 for a camp. When he of all people could use game time, look what it did for Mbanambi. That's just a bit of game time. At least he's heading up north with uh, probably collectively more minutes than Allender has gotten this season. But anyway, I'm just griping. We, we're always talking about how we want central contracting and everything to, to copy the New Zealand system, so I'm not going to get involved into that. Uh, looking at our 10s, you're looking at Yankees and Hundre. Like, there's, there's no argument there. But I'd argue that you could probably play Pollard at 12. I'd argue playing Pollard at 12 on tour if he doesn't get injured. He could use the minutes as well. Yeah, do the Francois Stein experiment there with with Pollard for a bit, and I'm gonna say it now. Robert Dupree should should yeah. make the short list. No, ab- I'm sorry. Absolutely correct. No, bang on. He's our only ball carrying number ten that we've got. Pollard sometimes carries the ball. Jainchi's never carries the ball. Let's be honest. No. Jainchi's an excellent distributor, but he's never an attacking oh, ball carrier. But, but you see the gap though. If you smell the gap, no, no, you go straight through that. Yeah, no, no, look, where is, yeah, okay, Jaiji's will run for, run for a gap if he's got one, but Robert will suck in guys in defense, I mm-hmm. mean, he runs, he runs at two players, at least one or two, to draws one or two tackles, makes space for his 12 on his offload. Well, I think he exhibited that, uh, I know, in rugby, um, a, a, a good friend, a good friend of mine on Twitter. He replies to my tweets. You know that that's kind of how I, <laughs> that's kind of how I got it. And he made a very interesting post. It was just it was the, just before uh, the knockouts began, uh, when Province faced the Sharks. And from halfway line, Robert Dupree attacked space, made the defender turn, faking the pass to his left, and then went through the gap, which is the sort of stuff that Pollard was actually renowned for when he first came onto the scene. Just that sort of uh, ability to size up a situation immediately, which I know people keep saying in the Springbok camp gets out coached from you. But, uh, I mean, as you said, I think you've just hinted at it. He, he's, I think, unique and offers at least something a bit more flary, to, to use that word. He's got a bit more flair. Like, I know Yankees has a bit of flair. No, uh, super Yankees is the flair. Yankees mm. is the flair 10. Robert Dupree is that sort of, almost, I'd say, workhorse 10, you know? Not in, I don't know, dude. In international rugby? International rugby, Yankees shovels it on 
he stands actually deeper than he does for the Lions. The, I think his nine Ross Cronier the last couple of games hasn't helped him, but that's a separate discussion. But I agree with you. Robert Dupree should go. And, I mean, who knew? Suddenly South Africa has some very interesting depth at flower half if, if fingers crossed, not even get poached or taken to an overseas club or something like that. Yeah, I mean, look, what was it? Six months ago, if we had this conversation, we'd be three names in a hat. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'd, we'd be heading out to uh, Valcom to see what's happening, you know, at, at the Griffins to see if we could dig up. <laughs> uh, scout, scouting Golden Cup finalists, False Bay, who have they got a 10 now? No, no, they, they breed them hard there, dude, especially yeah. in, in the club game in Cape Town. And, and also on the gold fields, uh, they breed them hard because it's a dirty. I mean, there's fights and all these other stories that we hear from the Cape Cape club system. Just a quick word, going back to the Cape Cup, Taylor Wakefield, I liked how he was on stage. Enjoying, enjoying the celebrations, taking pictures with his phone, shaking hands. Meanwhile, his union is in financial trouble. Um, so I, I think they're enjoying the payday. Uh, I, I, assume, I assume the Sharks flew him up on their budget because <laughs> as far as I'm aware, Province doesn't have the money to fly him up there. No, and uh, he probably ate all the pies at lack of time in Durban, drinking with beer. We don't want to wade into it too much, um, but going back to my point about Pollard at 12, do you think he, he, he's got the mustard to do it? Look, purely for the fact that when he needs minutes, I'd say put him on that 12 for minutes. He might get his 10 form back just by playing at 12 and actually getting some time on the damn field. Mm. And well, I just like kind of copying Eddie Jones' system. You have two kickers, two decision makers at 10 and 12, just to take the, take the pressure off one another. Australia did it with Matt Gitto, um, Quaid when he was around, Bernard Foley, and well, New Zealand don't really do it because they got the batting around with Sonny Bill Williams, but Ryan Crotty. He's the, he's the actual decision maker in, in that side, yeah. uh, Conrad Smith. So I, I think it's an interesting point that could be pursued. And now going to um, arguably the weakest position that the box had in some time, scrum half. I mean, you've got Ross Cronier, Reed Page, who has got a very raw deal. And I, I'm going to talk about Ruin Pinar. I think it's time for him to make a return to the box once more. No, definitely. Uh, look, we need Pinar because, as you said, this is obviously our weakest position. I mean... Mm. Looking, looking at the scrum halves tonight, Louis Schroeder, of all people, was bullying Divanacher on the field today. It was shocking. I mean, yeah, they couldn't have brought on Fermat quick enough. And and I'm not sure Schroeder's biggest fan, and even he was winning the scrum half game at one point this evening. Well, when Schroeder had a, a lack of 10 outside of him, Super AP and Lionel Cronier, he actually looked pretty damn decent with ball in hand, even especially the game against the Reds. Uh, in Brisbane, he had, he had an absolutely fantastic match, uh, for example, there. But yeah, his passes, oh, it's a little slow. I think that's a big, that's just generally the problem across South African rugby. Uh, Jan Evermark could have, would have, should have, maybe could have gotten involved. You had even Michael Clarsons, all these journeymen scrum halves. The question is, where's the depth? I know there's, uh, if you look across the system, there's even uh, Fancel at the Bills. He's gone backwards. Fenter at the, the Cheetahs, he's okay. So, where's the dip? Uh, yeah. yeah for, for, what, for whatever reason, we're not really de- developing the type of scrum half that the international game needs, or who could just throw a decent flat pass. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's why I argue about say Page probably. It is throw. He throws a decent pass at the moment, but. Yeah. yeah, I'd also have Page playing way more than he should should be at this point in time for the Springboks. I mean, as you say, he's most probably the only one who throws a decent flat pass. <laughs> Apart from taking two or three steps, you know, like on a dance floor. Or something yeah. of, of that nature. 
right, well, and, yeah. and, and then my final, my final point, as, as we begin to move to wrap up, of the international players playing overseas, anybody you'd, you'd be interested in bringing back? I'm kind of in the camp that if you are overseas, you have, you've made the choice, and I don't complain at all that you've made the choice and that you give up the, and you're sort of giving up your right to the box. So, for, so I tend to not sort of look at who's overseas and wish list. Ah, oh, I wish they could come back. This is what we need. I mean, because yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't complain that the guys have gone over. I fully understand the decision that they've made, and so yeah, I. I must probably I don't have any answer for that. Uh, so you'd be happily xenophobic to to all to all the box playing overseas. I'm not xenophobic to them. I'm just saying I understand their decision and understand that the the only way we can improve our local game is to say, look, if you want to play for the box, you need to stay local mm. and sort of make make the box the prestige thing. Then the reason why you want to stay home because it's not going to be for the money. Uh, well, so. I, I'd bring back Franz Dane. He he always have a place in my heart. But clearly, him and the administrators don't see eye to eye. And beyond that, I know Vimelin, he's out, he's, he's injured. Brian Banner, he's done and dusted. Bismarck, time to move on. And generally, I agree with you. Actually, bar, bar I think Francois Lowe, he does add a lot in terms of experience. Yeah. He, he does the, the quiet things well, which I think showed against uh, New Zealand. But before the squad gets them on Sunday, how positive are you for the tour? What are we playing? Th- four games? Three. Four games. No, we got three. Three. Yeah, we, we are up against Italy, Wales, and Ireland. I do stand to be corrected, though. Uh, two out of three, I reckon. We should beat Italy, we should beat Wales. Ireland's going to be a fun game. Ah, uh, it's fr- uh, And also France, actually. France is also uh, playing France, so... Ireland, I don't see us beating Ireland. They're going to be very, very good. France, we stand a good chance. Italy, we best win. Wales... Like if we that's our last game of the season. If we can pull up a win there, I think at three from four, I'll be very very happy from. But we could easily lose two, especially if we send some inexperienced likes. Uh, okay, well that's going to wrap it up. Uh, just a final comment. Uh, speaking of the Springbok selection, anything you'd like Titi to hear? If you could call Alistair Kutsia right now and and just tell him one thing, a little pearl of wisdom, what would it be? Now now you put me on the spot. Um, look. One thing I told Tutti is, if he does pick a bench player, at least give the guy 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, at the very <laughs> least, 10 minutes. To be quite honest, I, I'd tell him the same. It's, what it, it's like, why four? Because you're giving the cap manufacturers, you're giving them work or something like that? Is there a tender? No, we... no, he's obviously got a cousin somewhere who stitches <laughs> caps together. What's that place in Grahamstown where we all get our robes from again? Uh, probably that, that that sort of shop, you know, where yeah, it, that, it's a monopoly from everything. Same as same like same as cricket caps in Joburg. You you can only buy them at one place. For yeah, exactly. All right, Matthew, thank you so much for your time right. and uh, congratulations on VPA making Durban a miserable place for rugby fans yet again. And uh, that's going to do it for Elite Banter Episode 1. We'll, we'll be back next week. We'll have the full squad. We'll do a more in-depth look at the upcoming fixtures for the Boxer 4 end of your tour. And then we'll just see what's happening in the Pro 14. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Whatever, whatever other issues catch our eye. Cheers. So, say goodbye, Matt. <laughs> Cheers, Adam. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye.